Welcome to Surviving the Waiting Room Podcast, where we challenge the status quo in order to help you show up for yourself as much as for your family. I believe that when we're honest with ourselves and brave enough to try, when we see our needs as important as our families, we are no longer stuck in a life that is one big waiting room. I'm your host, Maura Cleary. I'm a practical, realist, professionally certified life coach, a mindfulness practitioner, and a mom of two beautiful, smart, funny daughters with over 14 chronic conditions. Through this podcast, I'll offer tools, resources, and encouragement to help you reclaim the space and time to be you again, so that you can thrive as an individual and a mom. Let's dive in. Hey there, I'm so glad you decided to join me. Hopefully you are listening to me and doing some other mindless thing like vacuuming or driving, that's always usually my favorite place to listen into podcasts and get some new information. For some reason, it just, I just have a great mental space for listening to podcasts at the same time of doing mindless chores. In fact, I was talking to somebody just recently in my Facebook group and she actually never tried it. So I hope that you are listening today and that you're giving it a whirl because it is a great opportunity. Um, kind of to be by yourself, kind of be an adult and tune into what somebody else is talking to you. So yes, today we are going to be talking about community and why more than one is really a good thing. For so long, I was an island. I tried not to tell my family too much of what was going on with my daughters, unless it was major or life-threatening. My close friends, and by close friends, I mean like three of them tops, knew a little bit more and were super supportive, um, but were lost, super supportive, but they were lost when it came to knowing how to help or helping their unknown. Like they have no clue because they just don't live in the same world sometimes. Just like I don't know parts of their lives, right? So it's nothing against them. It's nothing against me. It's just how things are. And for some reason, I never knew the Facebook world of groups for conditions exists. So, and by conditions, I mean like what condition your child has or what symptom or what diagnosis, that kind of thing. I never knew these groups existed for years. I never looked for them. It was around like 2018 when I discovered my first group. I don't remember what it was or how I even found it. But I do know it was 2018 because it was just a ridiculous year for diagnoses in our family. And once I found one group, I joined as many as I could. Some I would find, uh, and they were really strict on protocols and okay, but with so many conditions in our family, there were conflicting protocols. So those groups were out, not to mention, I just didn't have the bandwidth and Frankly, I still don't have the bandwidth with two kids with all their conditions to try all these different protocols out and go through all that and be committed to those things. So then I found some other groups that were sympathetic, but other than that, they were pretty useless. I wanted answers. I needed ideas. I needed options and hearing people give up and feel lost constantly post after post after post that's just not how i roll i'm i am all for venting i'm all for asking for help i am all for just needing to get things off your chest but i feel that we need to do that in order to move forward in in a more 
helpful way. So those groups were out for me. <laughs> then I found ones who support and give insight. And then the Mac Daddy of the perfect world, the one that was all about fight, do not give up information from other people, just a little bit further down the road. They were empathetic to the struggles. They had options and so many options. This group has been my go-to for years. The one thing that I've learned most was to connect with these members outside of the group. So like actually friending them on Facebook and starting conversations. This is like really great thing that not everybody does. So yes, I'm introverted. Yes, it is really out of my comfort zone. But oh my gosh, to reach out to them, friend them and send them a private message and say, hey, you know, you said this, this, and this, I'm really interested in it. Or, oh my gosh, I realized that I live nearby you. What doctors do you go to? Right, just striking up those conversations because people are human, right? And unless, unless somebody just reaches out and connects, then we're just all sitting in one big group together when we could actually be having good conversations and making friends that, that get you, that are in the same space as you. Like I said, it was great just to know that I had somebody to talk to, but it was also great realizing that some of them were near my daughter where she goes to school and others were in nearby states that could tell me about these fantastic doctors to check out. That's what I'm talking about. And even recently, we were trading information and facilities to where we could get vaccinated. You know, my daughter at college, I could contact my friend that lives in that area and she was giving me advice and different options and ideas on how we could have that happen. And then the one that lives nearby me, we were trading information and ideas. And it was just so super helpful knowing that, you know, yes, I've never met these women live in person. We've actually never even spoken. It has all been through direct messages. So I am so grateful to these women because without them, I would feel lost and it was just really great to have them. So when it comes to picking groups, I am pretty picky about which groups I belong to now. There are still a lot of them, believe me. Um, but I try to have a main purpose as what they can help me with and what I can help them with. Because I found that the groups that are best suited for me, it's a two-way street, right? I'm not there to always to be taking information or always be listening, but I'm also not always there to be always giving advice or um, supporting somebody in their struggles, right? I want it to be back and forth. And that's really what a great relationship is all about, is that communication back and forth. So to help keep keep things straight, because sometimes I really do forget, like, who did I say? Just the other day, I told somebody that I would let them know how my daughter's second dose went. And then I was like, oh my gosh, what group did I say that in? Like, I had no clue. I had to go like searching through the groups and search by my name so that I could find the spot where I was answering somebody's question and that I would tell her how my daughter's second dose went. That's really bad. So I try to keep a sheet on what groups I'm in and then like who I generally enjoy speaking with in there. So in the sheet, I write in like who I tend to gravitate towards, 
what medications people have tried that work out well for certain symptoms, especially like if my child has a symptom and somebody else has tried this. So I just keep that that medication in my back pocket to look up and research at a different point in time. If there are articles that I need to go back and read, okay, I am not the best at reading medical articles. It takes me a good five reads, taking notes, and then often I still don't get it. So I like to keep those articles handy so that I can refer back to them if I need to. And then I do the same thing with posts. If somebody has like a long post, or just a lot of great information, like with everybody responding to it, I like to save those posts so that I could go back and I can look at them and I can remember um, everything. I basically try to do all this. I put systems in place so that I don't have to feel obligated to remember everything. I do not have the best memory in the world. Um, so for me, I need systems to take that burden and that responsibility off of me and I have it in place. So yes, I actually have a system for community groups. And if you're interested, I will actually just put it super, super simple. But if you're interested in it, I am happy to give it to you. I'll put it in the show notes so you can download it. And yeah, it's just, I just click and paste a whole lot of stuff. So it's actually in a Google doc. And that way, wherever I am, like if I'm in a doctor's office, I can pull up my iPad. If I'm at home, I pull up my computer and I just copy and paste things into it. So it's really easy. And that is it. I hope that you will give the idea of these communities uh, a different try. You will leave the ones that you just aren't getting the benefit out of it. Just clean that out. I hope that you connect with maybe one or two more people that you, you just enjoy how they respond to things and you think you'll get along. I hope you reach out to them this week Hey, so I almost forgot. I'm going to dive back in real quick. Before we go, coming in June, I have decided to really revamp the Family Health Hub. And I took a much better look at it. And it's really about building your own Family Health Hub. So there's not going to be a five-day challenge and then go into something else. You know, I personally, I just don't have the bandwidth for that right now. And that might be something we do in the future. But for right now, I think all of us are just trying to get together what we need to and input it initially and not have to do one step and then the next step. So what I'm proposing, starting in June, anybody who has purchased the Family Health Hub, we are going to work on building our Family Health Hubs together. So in, in this whole building, you have the template of everything you're going to need to put your information into. You're gonna have five different classes with different descriptions on how to use the Notion platform, but also how to import different information and making sure that it all works together. But on top of that, in the piece that I need and I love the most when I'm in other groups is having an accountability. So what we're gonna be doing is, for at least for June, we'll see how it works from there, that point forward, but each week we're gonna commit to an area that you're gonna fill out, that I'm gonna fill out. Like I said, I am far behind on my own. Um, that old saying, you know, the baker's family goes hungry, that's me. So I'm gonna be doing it with you. We're gonna each individually pick out what area is most important to you. And then we're gonna check in and we're gonna say, hey, how are you doing? What questions do you have? We'll have an open forum. So maybe if we need some brainstorming or some masterminding around it, 
we can come together with that too. So I'm super excited about this. If you haven't heard me say it before, I love camaraderie. I love when people come together and create something new and feel supported. That is like my love language. So I hope you join me. If you haven't gotten the Family Health Hub yet, please go to the website. It is survivingthewaitingroom.com. And then under how to work with me, go to build your own Family Health Hub. Again, because we are going to be building it. You are going to be putting in the information that is important to you and so that it makes sense to you. So if you have any questions on that, please send me a DM on any social media, except Twitter. I am definitely not on Twitter, but you can send it anywhere else, okay? Anyway, I hope to see you in, um, in our groups in June. Bye. Thanks for joining me at Surviving the Waiting Room. If you enjoyed this conversation, hit the subscribe button so you're sure to hear more tips, tricks, and tools. And don't forget to stop waiting for life to give you space and go get it.